Alhamdulillah <laughs> has referred to physical well-being and good health as one of the greatest bounties that we enjoy from Allah Azza wa Jal. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Man asbaha minkum aminan fi sirbih, mu'afan fi jasadih, indahu qutu yawmih, faka'annama hizat lahu dunya. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Whoever amongst you wakes up in the morning and he enjoys security and safety in his home. He enjoys good health and well-being in terms of his physical body and he has with him enough food for that day. Rasulullah says this person, it is as if the entire world has been given to him. He has more than what he needs. In another hadith, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, فَإِنَّ أَحَدًا لَمْ يُعْطَ بَعْدَ الْعَافِيَةِ لَمْ يُعْطَ بَعْدَ الْيَقِينِ خَيْرًا مِنَ الْعَافِيَةِ The greatest bounty after yaqeen that Allah has given you. After yaqeen, after iman in Allah, after having conviction, overwhelming belief and certitude with regards to Allah, to the life after death. After this great bounty, Rasul said the greatest bounty that you enjoy is physical well-being and a comprehensive security and comprehensive 
well-being in terms of your body and in terms of whatever you own. Now the responsibility of appreciating this great bounty of Allah, the bounty of good health, the bounty of physical well-being, giving this bounty, appreciating this bounty, this is a responsibility that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has tasked us with. In fact, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam went to the extent of proclaiming, Inna li jasadika alayka haqqa. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, the physical body which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given to you as an amanah, as a trust, the physical body which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given you through which you may serve Allah and through which you may live in this temporary abode, it has a right over you. The body has a right over you. What is the right of the body? That you maintain a healthy diet, that you take care of your physical body and you preserve and you look after the afiyah and the over comprehensive well-being that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed you with. And therefore we will be held accountable if we neglect this haqq, the right that the body has over us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, after He has entrusted us and He has handed over the responsibility of preserving this bounty and like every other bounty, the responsibility of appreciating a bounty, the responsibility of taking care of a bounty, looking after a bounty, the responsibility of maintaining the bounty that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with. After entrusting us with this responsibility, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has then provided us with perhaps the most effective means and the most effective way through which we may preserve good health, the bounty of physical well-being. In the Quran, it is a Quranic injunction. It is a divine command from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we should preserve and look after the physical bodies which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with and the health that we enjoy. The ayah wherein Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prescribed the diet that we should observe, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has divinely decreed the eating habits that we should adopt so that we may preserve and look after the bounty that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with in the form of well-being, in the form of physical health. Allah Azza wa Jal has said, Ya Ayyuhannas. It's an instruction to all of mankind. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructs all of mankind, not only the believers. Allah says, O mankind, kulu mimma fil Eat from that which is on earth. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not instructed us to starve ourselves and to remain hungry. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has instructed us to eat, enjoy the food that is produced by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on earth. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, eat of it. But Allah azza wa jal has prescribed the type of food that we are allowed to eat. Halal Number one, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says it should be halal. We all are familiar with the meaning of halal and what does halal mean? It should be lawful. It should not be food that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has declared as haram. And number two, it should be tayyibah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says it must be tayyib. For now we will leave this word as tayyib without translating it. We want to understand the meaning of tayyib because that is the diet of the believer. There are many diets we have out there these days. You have a low-carb diet, you have the banting diet, and you have other diets as well, the vegan diet. 
The diet of a believer that is divinely prescribed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the tayyib diet. So in the context of the Quran generally, you will find that these two words are used together. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks of halal, you must eat halal, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions along with that tayyib, that you should eat tayyib as well. And tayyib is mentioned on its own. Without halal, then the meaning of tayyib over there is halal. For example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has instructed the messenger. Ya ayyuhal rusul, kulat, kulu min tayyibat Ya Allah speaks of tayyib without halal. The earlier verse that was quoted, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructed all of mankind, eat halal and tayyibah. Ya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is instructing the messenger that eat at tayyibat. So when at tayyibat, the word tayyib is used without the word halal in the Quran, then it refers to halal and that which is lawful. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was so particular and he was so careful when it came to the consumption of something and the halal status before he had it and before he consumed it. The hadith wherein it's sister of Shaddad bin Aus radiallahu ta'ala anhuma innaha ba'athat ila rasulillahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam biqadahim min labanin fi shiddatil harri inda fi shiddatil harri inda fitrihi wa huwa sa'im Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was fasting it was a long hot day and it was the time of iftar he was hungry and she sent for the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam a bowl of milk to have at the time of iftar Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he received the bowl of milk what did he do? فَرَدَّهُ الرَّسُولِ إِلَيْهَا Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam instructed the servant who brought the milk to him that take the milk back to her and ask her min aina laki hada. How did you obtain the milk? How did you acquire it? So she sends the message back to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Min shatin li. I have a sheep. I milk the sheep. And this is the milk which I acquired from the sheep. And I sent it for you to have it at the time of iftar. Thumma raddahu. Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam sends the servant back to her with the milk. Min aina hadihi shat? Ask her how did she acquire the sheep? Where did the animal come from? Look at the caution that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is adopting. Drinks and before he has that bowl of milk and he really needs it, right? He's hungry, he's absolutely hungry. He has a need for it. He's not standing in some long queue to get his hands on an energy drink to get his hands on some energy drink that ha one has absolutely no need for. If you know what I'm talking about, you know. If you don't know, it's not worth enough. He really needs that milk. It's a long summer's day, hot, he's hungry, it's a time of a fart. But he's absolutely careful. Before I consume this wine, he understands, he understands the danger. He understands the adverse result and the natural negative consequence that results from whatever I consume and whatever I place within my body. So he sends the milk back to her. Where did she get the sheep from? So she sends the message, I bought it with my personal money. Then Rasulullah consumed the milk. And then he had it at the time of iftar. Sometime later, she had Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So she said, Ya Rasulullah, Allah, why did you send the, back, the milk back to me? Why did you not accept it the first time it was sent to you? So Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said,
The messengers of Allah have been instructed and commanded to consume that which is tayyib, to consume that which is halal, to consume that which is lawful. It is absolutely necessary for me to investigate the source of the food before I consume it so that I do not suffer the ill consequences that naturally follow the consumption of something that Allah has declared unlawful. We come back to the verse that was recited earlier, the verse wherein Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has, has prescribed the diet of the believer. We will refer to the diet as the tayyib diet. So that's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has referred to it as in the ayah. Khalalan tayyiba. What is the meaning of tayyib? Let us now understand the type of food that we should be consuming over and above it being halal. What else is the in terms of the food that we eat? And remember, this all comes back to the point made earlier that Allah has given us a body. It is the right of the body that you look after and you take care of the body. And one of the most effective ways of taking care of the body is by ensuring you eat such food and you follow such a diet that does not cause any harm to the body. Ibn Kathir, rahimahullah, we turn to his explanation of the word tayyib. We want to understand the diet, tayyib diet, the Quranic prescribed diet for the believer. He says, أي مستطاب في نفسي غير ضار للأبدان ولا للعقول What is tayyib food? How do I know the food is tayyib? And I can't consume it. He says food that is not only halal, but is good and wholesome in its death, and it is neither harmful. It is neither detrimental to the physical body nor to one's mental health. There are so many people suffering with mental health conditions these days. And very often, very often, it is due to the type of food that they are consuming. If Friday is going to be junk food and Saturday junk food, Sunday junk food, by Monday you're probably a junkie by then. You are what you eat. It's so important for us to consider. I'm not saying there's no scope for us to sometimes indulge. But a believer is and very careful and very particular about consuming the food that is presented before him. So two points Ibn Kathir makes. These are not food biologists. They were not food practitioners or dietitians. They were ulama. The finest works in terms of tafsir, in terms of Islamic history, in terms of Islamic sciences, yet they understood the importance of the diet of a believer. That is why they commented on the diet and what diet should be followed by the believer. So two points we learn from the explanation of Ibn Kathir rahimahullah when it comes to tayyib. Number one, it should not be detrimental to my physical body. Number two, it should not be harmful towards my mental health. We go to the explanation of Ibn Ashur rahimahullah, another great scholar. And he says, with regards to tayyib, the tayyib diet, the diet that a believer should follow, and the healthy food habits that we should adopt, he says, لا يعود تناوله بضر جسماني أو روحاني. What is tayyib food? It is such food that will neither adversely affect the physical body, nor will it adversely affect the spiritual self. So he adds, Another aspect to unhealthy food. Healthy food, healthy food, the natural outcome of healthy food is it enhances your spirituality. We go back to the ayah, wherein Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructed the messengers to eat tayyib. 
Allah says, Ya ayyuhal rusul, kulu minat tayyibat. Allah says, O messengers, eat tayyib immediately after what did Allah say? Wa'amalu salihah. And now, and now carry out acts of righteousness and piety. What do we understand? There's a direct link. There's a direct correlation between your diet and your ibadah. If sometimes you feel, I've become lethargic, I've become lazy with regards to my responsibilities, spiritual responsibilities to Allah, then maybe it's time for me to consider the type of food that I'm eating. Because here the Quran has talked it out. If you will not eat tayyib, if you will not eat tayyib, you will not eat healthy, you will not maintain healthy eating habit, the natural outcome is you will suffer laziness with regards to your spiritual responsibilities to Allah. So in the month of Ramadan, it's easy to come to the masjid for fajr. But outside of the month of Ramadan, there's something that has anchored me and has sunk me. Can't seem to move. It could very well be the diet that I choose to follow and the food that I am consuming. So there's a direct correlation between the two. So Ibn Ashur, he points out another aspect with regards to Tayyib. Ibn Kathir says Tayyib, that which will not destroy your physical body and will not harm your mental, your mental health. Ibn Ashur says Tayyib, that which will not, that which will not cause harm and will not adversely affect your spiritual self and your spiritual connection with Allah. This verse of the Quran was recited by Rasulullah in the company of some of the Sahaba. The very verse that we are discussing, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prescribed our diet, the tayyib diet for us to follow. He says, Ya Rasulullah, Udullah, Ayyajalani Mustajabat Da'wah. Oh Allah, make dua to Allah. Oh, oh Rasulullah, make dua to Allah that Allah makes me mustajabu da'wah. Who is mustajabu da'wah? The one whenever he raises his hands and makes dua, Allah answers the dua. I want to be that person. A very special category of believers. Whenever they raise their hands and make dua, the duas are answered. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, O oh, Sa'ad, let me tell you. Let me tell you what is the secret to become mustajab da'wah. You want your every dua to be answered. Atib mat'amat. Eat tayyib. Eat tayyib. Whenever you eat, whenever you consume anything, make sure it is tayyib. Takun mustajab da'wah. You will belong to that special category of people. Whenever they raise their hands, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will answer that dua. What do we learn? There is a direct correlation, a direct link between what I eat and my ibadah. Al-Imam al-Razi, rahimahum, speaks about tayyib. What is tayyib food? What are the qualities by which tayyib food is categorized? So he says, tayyibatul riz halalun wa safin wa qiwam. He says there are three qualities that categorize or that characterize tayyib food. Number one, he says, Al-Halal. Al-Ladhi la yu'sallahu fi. The food in which and for which a commandment of Allah was not violated. Any food, the acquisition of which or for which a commandment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was not violated. Number one. Number two, Was-Safi. Al-Ladhi la yu'sallahu fi. What is tayyib food? The diet of a believer. He says food for whose sake Allah is not forgotten. So the consumption of the food does not cause you to become negligent of your duties towards Allah. 
That is tayyib food. Number three, walqiwam. Ma yumsikun nafsa wa yahfadul akla. He says tayyib food is that food which will help control the nafs. So he adds something else to what was earlier mentioned by Ibn Kathir and Ibn Ashur. What does he add? He says that tayyib food will help you, will help you control, will help you suppress, will help you regulate the desires and lusts that creep within your heart. In other words, unhealthy food will activate, will activate lust within the heart. Unhealthy food, food that is not tayyib, will naturally drive you towards immorality and immodesty. That is a direct natural outcome of eating food that is not tayyib. And subhanallah, the first mistake, the first slip up that the human race, our father Adam alayhi salam, first mistake was related to what? Was related to food, was related to the belly. And immediately, the moment he ate from the tree he was not supposed to eat, and the moment Hawa joined him in that, the moment they ate of that tree, what happened? Instantly, naturally, without control, what happened? They became naked, their clothes, literally. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explains this in the Quran. minha. The two of them ate from what they were not told to eat, that which was declared impermissible, they ate from it. The direct result, Allah says, فَبَدَتْ لَهُمَا سَوْآتُهُمَا The areas of shame became exposed. فَطَفِقَا يَخْصِفَانِ عَلَيْهِمَا مِنْ وَرَقِ الْجَنَّةِ What did they do? They started grabbing the leaves from the trees of Jannah and covering the areas of shame. This is a clear vision and a clear proof of the fact that if we are not going to consume tayyib and you will not eat how the natural outcome thereof will be what? Lack of morality and lack of modesty. So a believer will first ensure that whatever he is about to consume is halal but will also as per the Quranic injunction ensure that it is good quality food. So number one it's quality. The type of food that we're eating when we speak about tayyib. Right, the quality of the food, the kind of food that we are eating. A balanced, healthy diet, eating food that is good, eating food that is healthy, contributes, number one, spiritual, a good spiritual state. You will enjoy a good level of spirituality. Number two, it rejuvenates the body, it keeps one active, keeps you unlazy. It will help one naturally observe modesty and preserve morality and one will ensure that one enjoys that's the first aspect with regards to tayyib the second is with regards to the quantity how much we eat the belly the stomach is not meant to be kept full in fact it's meant to be kept empty not to be kept full Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in the hadith, مَا مَنَأَ آدَمِيٌ وِعَاءً شَرًّا مِّن بَطْنِهِ Insan, a person does not fill a utensil worse than that of his belly. The worst utensil that you can fill to its maximum capacity, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, is the belly. The great Sufi, Sahal bin Abdullah al-Tusturi, Rahimahullah, he was asked regarding eating habits. He said, or someone said to him, Tell us about a man who has one meal a day. 
That's his eating habit. He has one meal a day and not more than that. فَقَالَ أَكَلُ الصَّادِقِينَ أَكَلُ الصِّدِّقِينَ He says this is the eating habit of the extremely pious servants of Allah. They eat once a day. قَالَ فَأَكْلَتَيْنَ What about a person who has two meals a day? That is his eating habit. What did he say? He says, أَكْلُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ That is the eating habit of ordinary believers. You eat twice a day, not more than that. And then they asked him, فَتَلَاتَ What if a person eats thrice a day, more than twice? قَالَ قُلْ لِأَهْلِهِ يَبْنُونَ لَهُ مَعْلَفَةً Tell his family to build a trough for him. You know a trough, the container from which animals eat? Tell his family to build that for him. So next thing, very important, we must understand when it comes to maintaining good health is the quantity and the amount of food that we eat. One of the pious ulama of the past, he said, Man arada jisni. If you want to seriously maintain good health and physical well-being, فَلْيُقَلِّلْ مِنَ الطَّعَامِ وَالشَّرَابِ Eat less, drink less. Thabit ibn Qurra rahimahullah said, Rahatul الْجِسْمِ He says, satisfaction of the body, contentment of the body, peace of the body is found in eating less food, not eating too much food and not overeating. Ali radiallahu ta'ala who said, مَنِ اقْتَصَدَ فِي أَكْلِهِ كَثُرَتْ سِحَتُهُ If you will eat moderately, not overeat, and just eat for the sake of eating, and eat because it's there. So Ali radiallahu ta'ala says, if you will eat moderately in moderation, then you will live a healthy life. Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah, and we'll conclude on this, he writes about the diet of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He says Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did not have an extreme diet. He didn't adopt extremism in his diet and his eating habits. Some people go to the extreme. On the other hand, when it comes to dieting, but he says, Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam adopted a moderate, well-balanced diet. He says, كَانَ هَدْيُهُ sallallahu alayhi wa sallam وَسِيرَتُهُ فِي الطَّعَامِ Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's habit and Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's eating, his eating plan was such that لَا يَرُدُّ مَوْجُودًا If food was presented before him, he would not reject the food. وَلَا يَتَكَلَّفْ مَفْقُودًا if food was not found, he would not undertake unnecessary trouble to get his hand on the food. Again, the point. And we all know, perhaps many of us might know what happened during the course of the week with regards to a certain energy drink. An energy drink. People undertook unnecessary trouble. Spent prime time, spent prime money for an energy drink whose quality was nothing but pride. And Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, never did he undertake unnecessary trouble to go and get his hand on something that wasn't there. He didn't attach too much of importance to food and over-prioritize. Then he goes on to say regarding the diet of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and really these energy drinks, especially appear out there because guys are drinking this thing like it's water. Why waste away your prime health and the prime of your life for really something that, as we said earlier, in terms of its quality and according to some, even according to the taste, is very, very far away from being prime. So he says about the diet of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ma'aba ta'am al-qat he never criticized food. 
inishtahahu akalahu if he found it to be to his liking it was tayyib it was halal and it was wholesome he had it wa illa tarakahu if he did not find it to be wholesome to his liking he left it akal al halwa rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam had sweet dishes he had honey wa akal al lahm al jazur rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam ate camel meat he ate mutton he ate chicken wa lahm al khubara he ate bird meat wa ta'am al bahr he ate seafood wa akal al shawa'i he even ate grilled food wa akal al rutab wa tamar Rasulullah at time had fresh dates, at time he had dry dates. So he had a very balanced diet, but he ate moderately. We as the Muslim, let us start. We'll start after today's Jum'ah lunch. Go home, lock yourself out with the dal and rice and akni or whatever else you might have out there. But it's about time that we as believers, as per the Quranic injunction, that we maintain a good, good diet, care of the physical body which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed us with. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us the understanding. Allah.